0: Good morning and welcome to Hoffman Coffee, episode number 28 for the month of April. Hopefully you're having a great morning so far. Now I did try that dark side, right, the dark roast coffee, and I gotta tell you, it was pretty good. That was pretty tasty. I might be turning to the dark side. You can hear the spoon over here as it's in my mug. Man, it was that was good stuff. Um, but today we're going to be continuing through our journey on the Lord's Prayer And if you're just joining us and you're wondering, what does mean? It's the Hebrew word for wisdom, and it's the goal of this podcast is every single morning to give out a daily dose of wisdom. And so if that's interesting to you, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that it will be delivered for free to your podcast app every single morning. So let's jump into Matthew 7, and we're going to read verse 6. And this verse sticks out like a sore thumb in this passage. As I was trying to see where it fits and how it really, you know, is placed in this context, it seems like it's here as a juxtaposition. Now, if you don't know what that word means, it means to compare something side by side. Right? Um, you put it side by side so you can see where they're different and the accent, the contrast makes it stand out even more sharply. Uh, You might have heard it said that when somebody is trying to show a diamond, they'll put out a black mat first, and then they'll put the diamonds on there, and that contrast makes the diamond shine even more. When you can contrast something, um, it makes it stick out. There's a literary term called foil, and what you do with a foil is you create a character that is very different from your protagonist or from your main character. And the foil's job is just to be so different from the from the main character, that it makes those opposite characteristics stand out. And so, maybe um, for one of my characters in a book that I wrote when I was in college, I had this very hard man, right? And he had not, barely any feelings, was very tough, and because of some things that had happened in his past. But then I brought in a foil, which was a lady who was just full of vibrance and full of love for life, right? And the whole point was. Bringing that person in really accents the hardness and the other the, the, the other attributes of the main character. And that's what's a foil or a juxtaposition, right? We're trying to bring contrast to make a point. And I think that's what's happening here in verse number six. As you look at verse number six, we've just heard, don't judge. You know, uh, if you judge, you're going to be judged the same way. And we already talked about what that exactly means yesterday. If you didn't catch that, you can listen to yesterday's podcast. But then after this, after we see all this love, you know, and making sure you check yourself before you pull somebody else's mode out, we see verse six and it's a total contrast. And he says, give not that which is holy unto dogs. Man, that's a, that's quite the derogatory statement. It's even more harsh back then than it is now. We have dogs for pets nowadays. That was unheard of over here. They didn't have dogs for pets. It'd be like me saying, "Give not that which is holy to rats," right? Or which I guess people have pet rats nowadays. Um, I'm trying to think of, the, of a cockroach or something that's people have pet. Man, people have pet everything nowadays. But something that we would think that's just nasty, right? That's what they. That's what they would have thought. They would say, "Whoa!" I would never give something so precious to some, someone, something that could not appreciate it. And that's what Jesus is saying here. You, Even though you're not casting these judgments openly and ridiculing people and becoming um, very a, a very critical person, you still need to be able to discern whether or not somebody values what's holy. And if someone doesn't value what's holy, you don't need to entrust them with it. Because what happens is, he says, "'Lest they trample it under their feet and then turn again and rend you.'" People without the capacity to uh, value these holy things, they will trample them under their feet as they're worthless. They'll profane them. But then what they'll do is they'll come back and they'll also tread you down. And so Jesus says, be wise, right? Be wise. When you come across somebody who doesn't value things that are holy, you don't have to give them much, right? And tomorrow we're going to talk about verses seven and on as he kind of gives you Who should get the holy things? And it's not the dogs who don't value it. It's not the dogs who could care less. Yes, you can invite them to church. Yes, you can offer them the gospel. But if they don't value that which is holy, you're not committed to trying to give them all the richest truths of the gospel going deep with them. Because they don't see its worth. They don't see its value. And they'll trample it under their feet. And then they'll turn again and rend You well, friend, that's kind of just part of a message. If you want to finish it and see the good side of who actually does get that which is holy, make sure you come back tomorrow. And we're going to be looking through verses seven and on as he talks about some of the richest promises that we love to claim. And, uh, the I guess the question for today is this Are you one of these dogs? I don't think you are because you're listening to this podcast but let's make sure that we are people who are prepared for that which is holy and we are someone who treasures that which is holy so that God can see fit to give us more, right? He says, to whom much is given, uh, to him more will be given. All right? I don't remember exactly what he says, um, but he says, if you have a lot, he says he's gonna give you even more than what you have. But he says that he that hath the little that should be taken away even that he hath. May we have that heart that wants more, that God can just give us more and we value what is holy and we value what um, he loves and so that he can look at us and say, they're not just going to trample under feet the truths and the richness that I give them. I'm going to give them such rich and wonderful truths. Well, friend, I hope that's you. I hope that's me. May we prepare our hearts to receive the wonderful truths from God's word and from his Holy Spirit. And may we today commit to live his word out in our lives. Well, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I will talk to you tomorrow.